0: It appears private vehicles continue to violate restrictions at Dublin's College Green passing through despite the ban on non-public transport vehicles. The responsibility for enforcing the restrictions lies with the Gardaí, uh, but they have not responded to queries about their enforcement efforts. Uh, so is it's reported in the Dublin Enquirer. Well, I'm joined now in studio by Claire Byrne, Councillor for Dublin's Southeast Inner City, uh, Chair of the Dublin City Climate, Environment and Energy uh, Council. Uh, and uh, by Neil Ring former Lord Mayor of Dublin and City Councillor good morning and welcome to you both morning, um, let's talk to you Neil Ring first of all uh, I mean are you in favour of the ban and want it better policed or do you think the ban does not make sense
1: um, the ban absolutely makes no sense and I think anyone with any reasonable thoughts about this would think that we had a, There's a from 12 to 7 or from sorry from 7 to 5 there was a ban and then they extended to 24 hours Now, extending it to 24 hours, to me, makes absolutely no sense. Like, middle of the night or people in town uh, after midnight, whatever, after 7pm, actually, were allowed to use the bus corridor. And now it's a total ban. And now, of course, we've the next step in this, which is the really scary bit, is the pedestrianisation of College Green. And that's the next bit of, unfortunately...
0: And when is that coming?
1: Well, it's been talked about for a while. Well, Bordplanala and a lot of people criticised them, but they made one good decision a couple of years ago and they said this was absolutely ridiculous. It had negative impacts on public transport on pedestrians. And I think they were 100% right. And if that came, I think you might as well shut down the city because at the moment there's 2 million people per week going on buses across College Green. Where do they go? Where do the 30 bus routes go? There's no joined up thinking in this transport for Ireland and Dublin
0: bus yeah, connect. Yeah. Is well, there Morgan. is something quite weird. They're not moving the Lewis, of course so, not. So you're going to have one kind of public transport which is on rails, uh, going through College Green if it's pedestrianised, while buses. Cannot go through College Green.
1: It doesn't make any sense at all. And 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 if, if there was joined up thinking, if 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 Bus Connects was working, if the Metro was there, if there was if there was an overall plan, and we could see like a bit of joined up thinking of this, we'd say okay, yeah. maybe there is a, a case for having a a civic plaza. Now, hopefully, we'll need a civic plaza in the next few weeks if the women do well in the in the World Cup. But you know. College Green isn't suitable for that sort of thing. All right. Uh, so let's go to you,
0: uh, Claire. What say you?
2: Um, I'd say that we need to stop framing this as banning cars and looking at it at the project that it is, which is a re- reimagination of the city centre, uh, reducing congestion, improving air quality and creating a world-class plaza that Dublin deserves. That With a tram running European. through it. Well, the tram will continue to run at the bottom of the plaza as will, and buses and taxis will continue to take that route around Nassau Street. Um, but, but then the it stops being a
0: plaza I mean if you've got to make allowance For buses travelling uh, You know in parallel with the Lewis I mean you're taking out the whole bit At the bottom of of Grafton Street Out of your plaza So where is your plaza Because there's a, a statue there And there's all sorts of bits and pieces Street furniture along the places mm-hmm. I mean what's going to happen Is it all that going to be just flattened Is that the idea
2: Yeah, I mean, we've already seen the build outs that have been installed along Foster's Place and in the centre. And I was there the other day when the weather was a bit better and uh, the three benches there, there were people sitting on every single bench. So I think it's very obvious that people want this. Um, 97% of the traffic that was going through College Green was either public transport or active travel. So... You know, if we're really serious about our climate commitments, which we need to be and we're legally bound to reduce our emissions by 51% by 2030, and traffic plays a huge role in that, then we really need to be prioritising public um, hang, hang transport I and mean, active I mean, travel. Wh- what wind. you're
0: saying is that you do this uh, for the, the, a proper sustainable agenda and so on, but all you're doing is pushing the traffic somewhere else, aren't you?
2: Well, no, because what, what I mean, we're it's doing going to go somewhere, is, isn't uh, it? Councillor Ring's talking about having a joined up thinking. I mean, we are bus connects is rolling out. It's going through planning at the moment. The metro is happening thanks to Green Party Minister Eamon Ryan. Uh, things are changing. It's unprecedented investment in active travel okay, but, to make the it safer. But the buses
0: that currently go through College Green, when this whole thing, mm-hmm. if it gets the go-ahead, there'll be no buses there. The tram will be the only thing and scooters and e-bikes well, no, the buses like will
2: that. continue to follow, the, as they do at the moment, follow the tram route around onto Nassau Street and then there'll be the okay, other so side as well. So it won't uh, be vehicle-free. It won't It will
0: be vehicle-free. No,
2: it will I mean, be buses are vehicles. Uh, No, but they won't be coming through Dame Street the way that they are at the moment. So... They'll um, They'll be still
0: swinging around Trinity College.
2: They'll still be going around Trinity College. Now this all has to be worked out as part of the Bus Connects redesign which hasn't been finalised yet and is one of the key things that is holding this project up. But this project is a commitment. It was a commitment in the last city development plan. It's a commitment in the current city development plan that all councillors including my colleague here Councillor Ring signed up to. We also in that development plan signed up to a 40% reduction in private car use in the city. So this is one of those schemes that we need to implement if we're to do that. But it's also so about, as I said, creating this city centre plaza and, you know, transforming the city centre, investing yeah. in pro- proper public way having that civic space uh, uh, yeah, that other European d- cities have. Uh,
0: Claire, a huge number of buses uh, swing by the Bank of Ireland mm-hmm. a, a, at the moment. Where, What route are they taking when they're removed from there? Because I'm trying to think Parliament Street, you know, mm-hmm. a short but quite congested street, which uh, was pedestrianised uh, part of during mm-hmm. the pandemic and so on. Where where are they all to go? Because I have a feeling you might be using up more energy in diverting, you know, carbon. Eventually the buses will be electric, I know, but not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, in diverting close. them, we're you'll good. be using a lot of uh, carbon. You
2: know? Well, I mean, the idea, I mean, as I said, uh, the network redesign is still a work in progress. I'd like to see it happening Uh, much more quickly than it is at the moment. Uh, But some changes have already taken place. Like we have a Contraflow bus lane on Wine Tavern Street, which has already taken a lot of the buses out of Parliament Street, for for example. And that's working very well. Like the whole idea is that we come up with the network that's really efficient, really quick, um, that's reliable and in order to do that, we need to reduce private car congestion within the city. So, okay. you know, the transit yes, in public is, transport is the smooth and which efficient. Which is very equipment.
1: laudable and ambitious, of course, reduce private car usage. But in doing that, and the Green Party is saying you, you go to pedestrian you either walk, cycle or use public transport. And public transport is a big part of it. As I said, two million people going past the Bank of Ireland every, every week in buses. And we have this bizarre situation that we'll take away the public transport and put it somewhere else so people will say well I can't get from A to B a, a, a friend of mine Brian Mahon um, came from Harold's Cross to the match he comes down Dame Street in around gets off in O'Connell Street and walks up to the Bridge Tavern and we go for a pint go to the match he, I was only talking to him about this he said what do I do if I can't get through College Green and we this, this answer simply is. He's a fine, healthy knows. person. He can walk, of course. Of course, he's seventy-five. Pat, so he's a fine, healthy person at, at that age. But my mother, for example, is eighty-eight, and what they've done on the North Strand Road with this bizarre sixty-two million Clontarf to City Centre cycleway, which started off at twenty million, by the way, and has now gone up towards a hundred million, they have taken away two bus stops. So the Green Party <laughs> on one side, on one, on one with one hand, are saying. Uh, use public transport or cycle or walk and on the other hand they're taking away two of the major bus stops on the North Strand Road which I am getting complaints Mm. day after day about and it's the same with
0: College Green uh, Maybe this is all a, a bit rushed is it Donna?
2: Uh, uh, no, uh, it's not You know, not cycle rushed. lanes
0: costing tens of millions of euro.
2: It's it, Listen, it's not happening quick enough as far as I'm concerned. We have mm-hmm. been wedded to pi- private cars. See, doing I'm, I'm, all I'm a our bit, I'm a bit um, 50, it's six almost six as if
0: Dublin City didn't have other things to be doing besides getting people to the shops and offices. Suppose uh, refrigeration breaks down in Dunn stores in Georgia Street and the guy is coming from Clontarf. Mm-hmm. His journey to the fridges in Dunst stores is the most tortuous thing imaginable.
2: I know, but like, we've been int- like, this is not a this is the man in the thing, white this van. plan has been at least 10 years in the making. But also over the last 20 years, we have been introducing a one-way system in the city. This is almost like the last piece of the puzzle. I know it's inconvenient for people, but what's inconvenient is also the fact that, you know, the Canary Islands are on fire at the moment. We're shutting, you know, Italy are shutting down uh, tourist, main tourist attractions because it's too hot. You know, vulnerable people are being told to stay indoors at the moment because Europe, like we are seeing unprecedented temperatures in Europe at the moment. Like the climate crisis is very, very real. And that's very inconvenient for people. These are the type of measures if we're very serious about tackling climate change, which I think we all agree. I mean, both myself and Councillor Ring have both completed uh, the climate course and local our climate crisis and local government course uh, together or well, separately and me last year and him this year. But I mean, we, we know what's happening. It's happening before our eyes. We have to reduce our transport emissions and we do that by prioritising public transport, prioritising active transport mm. and reducing unnecessary. Now, I, I know, Claire, that we underneath. all have to do
0: our bit. I we mean, do. that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah but if you know our bit is actually quite small in the whole equation so we're not going to stop europe going on fire by stopping buses travelling through college green
2: but every every bit helps you know every bit helps and it's all about redesigning our city in such a way that we are but, actually mm, there's kind of a cost benefit analysis human.
0: though that has to be done how many people do you inconvenience in order to save a bit of carbon
2: well i think actually You know, what's been happening in public transport over the last couple of years uh, in terms of investing in having a a more efficient system, Uh, not just in the city. I mean, we have, you know, many, many bus routes being rolled out on a weekly basis in rural Ireland as well. And we've also reduced the fares. And what that has done is actually increased the usage. So there is, you know, build it and they will come. I think, you know, I know for me personally, I would much rather have somebody, you know, drive me on a bus than sitting in my own car, sitting in traffic all the time. Like this, okay, is, this is the way. This is the way every other city is yeah, going, and Claire Dublin also right, has to play their part. Come,
1: but what we're doing, for example, again on the North Strand Road, the heart of my constituency, we're taking away bus stops to facil- facilitate cyclists. And another thing we're doing there, and I don't know if Claire has an opinion on this, the bus lane. The people get off the bus. They have to cross the cycle path, cycle way, to get onto the footpath, and they're they're going to put up little That's red crazy. lights. They're going to put up red lights, so the cyclists, of course, will stop and let people off the bus. Now, if uh. if if you believe in that, you believe that. You, you, then you don't believe in climate change because it's so
0: bizarre. Yeah. I mean, what's happening? Claire, isn't that uh, the case that if you're depending on cyclists who are going at a good whack? And, you know, cyclists, I know when I cycle myself, I, I'm reluctant to stop. Do you know, you're in, mm-hmm. you're, you've are you got your speed up and it's pedal power and then you have to stop at a red light, which I do. Um, but, you know, you'd prefer not to have to stop at the red light. So you've got these people whizzing along and they've got to stop to allow pedestrians exit from the bus and get onto the footpath. That's really not going to happen, is it? Yeah, look, I mean, There'll be, we, we, we have to get the design left, right, and right and in
2: these projects for sure. You know, and it's all about making it easy and accessible and safe for everybody involved. So, you know, so take College Green, for example. I mean, obviously, we're a uh, Dumb City Council in the process of appointing a design team. One of the key aspects of that is looking how we can accommodate both pedestrians and cyclists safely within that space. Uh, we're not great at shared space in this in this mm. country, but we're going to have to figure out a way, and it's done to, through really really good design. So yeah, and that's important. Are, I think we're getting better at it
0: along Fitzwilliam Street, where you have to par- get out of your car and then cross a cycle lane yeah, to get to the footpath. When
2: when that know. was being designed, the, you know, and I, I was heavily involved in that with local residents, and people had. Concerns about that. Um, but actually, you go there now and it works really, really well, and mm. there's been no incidents. so All right. um, Well,
0: look, we, we have to leave it there. Uh, Claire Byrne, who's councillor for South East Inner City Dublin, chair of Dublin City Climate, Environment and Energy uh, Committee, and Neil Ring, former Lord Mayor of Dublin and City Councillor. Uh, thank you very much.
1: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.